Hello, everyone, and welcome to the OWL edition of the Monday check-in. Uh, my name is Damon Jensen-Heitman, joined uh, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, and uh, you will note a small owl icon in the upper left corner of Damon's screen if you are indeed watching this on YouTube, and uh, that's why we called this the Owl Edition. We're experimenting with a new piece of technology to help us be able to uh, broadcast or live stream some of our adult education events, and so Damon went into the Lydia room this morning, which is our adult ed room, and uh, he, we're playing around with what's called the owl. You can't actually see the owl because that's actually what's recording Damon, uh, but it's a piece of uh, technology that uh, records and broadcasts and has a microphone and a camera, and, and it looks like a little owl, right? Yeah, it does. It's got little eyes on it and everything. So, And we should say Hastings College was kind enough to let us borrow one of these uh, for a couple hours to, to test it out and see if it'll meet our needs. Um, so that's very kind of them. Um, the Monday check-in, yeah, Greg. Oh, no. So just uh, the next time that uh, you're at Hastings College, thank them. And the next time that you're in the Lydia room, maybe you will see an owl sitting in the corner preparing to help broadcast the good news around the world, or at least on our YouTube channel. Yeah. But it's not the kind of owl uh, that carries little magical uh, letters and stuff to people. No, this is not Hedwig, the, the owl that sends magical letters. This is uh, a magical owl in its own sort of way. Oh, yes. Uh, the Monday check-in, for those who may not know, we what we're going to do here in a little bit is we're going to do really a little kind of preview of the scripture passages and themes for the upcoming Sunday. It's a little mini Bible study sort of a thing. And then following that, we switch gears and we talk a little bit about life of First Press Hastings, what's going on and what folks might want to be aware of. With all that, uh, who's doing the opening prayer? I will. All right. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather to reflect on your holy word and to test out new technology so that your holy word may be more accessible to more people more of the time. Ultimately, God, that's what you've called us to do, to be your ambassadors, to enact your word of love in the world. And so, God, as we listen to this song that we'll listen to and we reflect on the scriptures, let it inspire us. Let it help us find a way to be better citizens of your kingdom, to be better at sharing your love and your light in the world. We pray as well today for those who are suffering greatly due to natural disasters, particularly the Hurricane Ida that is making its way through Louisiana, Lord. Provide comfort and safety to those in its path and also inspire Christians to respond generously uh, to the relief efforts that will no doubt be coming. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this week in worship continues our summer sermon song series. I think that it is the last of the summer sermon song series for, for 2020. It's scheduled to be the last, uh, unless the Holy Spirit moves us in such a way that we decide to do more. 
Um, and we do have a couple of songs that we did not get to. And so we will probably record a podcast similar to this, uh, where we reflect on those songs. And I, I have made a promise to one person who recommended a song that we did not get to that I will do a podcast. And that one person is my daughter, Esther. And the song is from the musical Extravaganza Hamilton. She really, really wanted me to preach on Hamilton this summer. Uh, we ran out of time. So uh, that will be an upcoming podcast, maybe a Monday check-in bonus or something some week. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the song for this week um, is by A Great Big World. It's titled You'll Be Okay. Uh, Greg, while I click some buttons, uh, what should I know? Uh, what should people know about this song? It kind of seems to kind of fit with some of the ideas that you were already mentioning in, in your prayer. Yeah, uh, just uh, this was recommended by um, a child of this church who grew up in this church that no longer lives here, but her mom uh, is Mary Fisk, who is an active member of our church. And uh, she just talked about how meaningful this song was for her in her own faith journey and sent me a letter about it. And I thought, this is a really great song. So may not be terribly familiar, but I think you'll catch on pretty quick and uh, we'll enjoy it. So you'll be okay uh, by a great big wolf. You'll be okay The sun will rise To better days And change will come It's on its way Just close your eyes And let it rain you're never alone and I will always be there you just carry on you will understand you'll be okay you'll be okay just look inside
So there you have it. Uh, you'll be okay by a great big world. And we have a couple of scripture readings to go along with that. First comes from Isaiah chapter 41, verses 1 through 10. Read something like this Listen to me in silence, O coastlands. Let the peoples renew their strength, let them approach. Then let them speak. Let us together draw near for judgment. Who has roused a victor from the east, summoned him to his service. He delivers up nations to him and tramples kings underfoot. He makes them like dust with his sword, like driven stubble with his bow. He pursues them and passes on safely, scarcely touching the path with his feet. Who has performed and done this, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am first and will be and will be with the last the coastlands have seen and are afraid the ends of the earth tremble they have drawn near and come each one helps the other saying to one another take courage the artisan encourages the goldsmith and the one who smooths with the hammer encourages the one who strikes with the anvil saying of the soldering it is good and they fasten it with nails so that it cannot be moved but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom, I, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corner, saying to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Do not fear, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Here ends this reading. And also from John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. This is Jesus speaking at this point. Speaking to his disciples uh, the week of his death, uh, yes. perhaps even the night uh, in which he will be arrested. Yeah, I think this is in the upper room. Yeah, this is his long discourse uh, in the upper room. Yep. So, yep. Uh, he said these words to them I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate or paraclete, 
The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Greg, what do you got? Uh, surprised you can pronounce paraclete but not areopagus. And people should know that paraclete not even in the text. I just know that from my brain and I put it in. And paraclete is, of course, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit, correct? Yeah, that's my understanding. <laughs> yes, and it sounds an awful lot like parakeet. The bird. The bird. Mm -hmm. And I used to do mission in a small city in Cuba called Perico, which is the Spanish word for parakeet, which sounds like paraclete. And we used to play around with that and the Holy Spirit when we did Bible study in Perico, Cuba. That is totally irrelevant to what we were talking about today, but it just popped in my head when you said paraclete. <laughs> well, there you go. So you're saying that that probably won't be uh, coming into the sermon on Sunday morning. No, but I have to trust it might be a movement of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, these two scriptures. Um, of course, the community in Isaiah at chapter 41 has had some rough, uh, rough times. And uh, the coastal people have been uh, beat up pretty badly. And so the prophet Isaiah speaks to them saying, listen to me in silence, O coastlands. And then says, let the peoples renew their strength. Let's take a, take a breather, right? Just re relax and take some time to renew your strength. And let them approach, let them speak. Let us together draw near for judgment. And then he goes through um, the fact that uh, these guys have had a rough go at it, but God is with them. And I, I particularly like, um, I was drawn to this passage uh, in part because God is with them through them also being with each other and supporting each other, right? So starting at verse six of this Isaiah 41 passage, each one helps the other saying to another, take courage. The artisan encourages the goldsmith and the one who smooths with the hammer encourages the one who strikes the anvil saying of the soldering, it is good. And they fasten it with nails so that it cannot be moved. And so there's encouragement from God to the people, but also this encouragement to one another in the midst of these difficult times that the folks that Isaiah is speaking to have lived through. Um, and I, that's part of the reason I picked this verse because I, I, I and I feel like the same is true with the song. Uh, you'll be okay. You'll be okay because you're in a community and you got folks around you who are going to take care of you and love you and and so support each other, right? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. There's uh, so also fun fun fact, I suppose, that verse ten of from that passage from Isaiah is probably a verse that people are really really rather familiar with. It comes up fairly frequently and it comes up often in funeral liturgies um that's that's part at least in the liturgy that i tend to use that uh do not be afraid for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will hold you with my victorious hand as part of the opening sentences that um 
that we use during a funeral service. Those are some of the very first words that I speak during during a funeral service, and and it carries with it that feeling of um, things are not good right now, <laughs> um, but you'll but you'll be okay. Um, so yeah, it's also as the song was playing and as we were reading these scripture passages. Um, I think it, it lends towards uh, a reading and a hearing of uh, that it's God who is sort of directly doing the assuring to to people, um, but this but it could just as easily be uh, another person saying to another person like you'll a person could look at it and say you'll be okay. Uh, God is saying because I'm I'm here with you and I'm God. Um, but it could also just be another person saying, you'll be okay because I'm here with you and I'm another person, right? And we trust the paraclete. We trust the Holy Spirit putting other people into our lives um, to give us that sense of accompaniment, to give us that sense of not being alone, mm -hmm. right? Because you're never alone. I will always be there. You just carry on. You will understand. And, and so whether it's God and God's own voice speaking through Isaiah or God through the work of the Holy Spirit, directing other people into our lives to accompany us in the low points. Um, I think there's some power to that image, uh, which comes through in the song, but also comes through in the verses we read. Yeah. It makes me think also of um, just what a difference knowing that you're not alone makes, right? Um, and it, it makes me think about when Jesus sends out the disciples, Jesus sends them out in pairs and so that they can support one another along the way. Um, it makes me think of um, Ruth and Naomi. Uh, I think you got options here is what I'm saying. Yes, yes. So instead of using these verses that are a really straight read of the song, Perhaps I should explore another story of a pairing of people uh, who are not alone and are supporting each other is, is, is your suggestion. Yeah, maybe. Think about like David and Nathan, right? Um, the support that sometimes the prophet Nathan that offers a very reasoned and good critique <laughs> of David. In love, uh, always in love. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, and other and and supportive in in that way, uh, and other times, yeah, just really supportive. But. Yeah, there's some there's some good stuff. The 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 John verse also I think uh, reminds us that the presence of the Holy Spirit with us means we're also never alone. Uh, so in addition to other folks being um, in our lives, that God is is also with us, and and then to me that invokes some of the imagery in the song of um, well the the natural imagery, right? The sun the sun will rise, let it rain. Uh, these theoretically are are images that could help folks see the presence of God in the world. Um, at least help me see the presence of God in the world through, uh, yeah, what's called general revelation or God's revealing God's self through. The gift of nature so i don't know that was uh that was the part of the reason for selecting that john verse but now you've got my wheels spinning in terms of 
thinking about accompaniment versus, well, and even the verse that Reverend Bill preached on uh, two weeks ago, the Ecclesiastes verse, that two are better than one. Um, and that, you know, that would, that would fit. I actually, too, my mind went to the, the verse that I preached on three weeks ago, uh, Joshua's call story, when uh, God is speaking to Joshua, saying, be bold or be strong and courageous. You're not alone. I go with you. Um, and Moses says that to Joshua, I think, in, in both Deuteronomy and Chronicles. And then God says it to Joshua in First Joshua. And I thought I could, I could go back to when Moses spoke that to Joshua. That would be fitting. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, most most any of those call stories, uh, you know, Abram and Sarai, who are called to leave behind everything that they have known and journey out into the into the unknown, right? Um, that that sun will rise line in particular made me think about also in the Gospel of John, but uh, resurrection appearance. Um, where they're out fishing and Jesus shows up and cooks them a meal and kind of essentially says, you'll be okay. Uh, you can, you can carry on. You can do this work um, even in my physical absence. That is one of my all time favorite. Uh, well, it is my favorite post-resurrection appearance in the Bible, but probably one of my all time favorite stories in the gospels um, where they come back in totally let down not only from Christ's death, but from having a bad night of fishing and you know, cast your nets one more time over that side of the boat. They bring in a haul and we read this very detailed story that Jesus had cooked them a breakfast of broiled fish and then has that wonderful interaction with Peter um, mm -hmm. where he is empowering them. You're, you'll be okay. You can do this. You can carry this work on even in my absence. That's a, it's a powerful uh, image and a powerful story. Yeah. Yeah, it occurs to me like this idea of you'll be okay could it could be offered to someone when they've experienced some sort of personal devastation, right? And it could also be offered to someone when they are when they are facing some sort of what they feel is an insurmountable challenge, right? And and that looks different for everybody, right? But when they feel that there's this thing that they need to do, but they just, they don't have, the, they don't think they have the skills to do it. They don't think they have the courage to do it, whatever the case may be, that sense of, uh, you'll, you'll be okay in this. Like you, you can do this sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot there. Now you're making me rethink my scripture choices, which is probably a good thing. Cause I, I did go for a pretty straight read of the song and the scripture. And, and I could probably get a little more creative in that. Um, I think all these things are good, right? I mean, yes. it's good to have the assurance of God that we are not alone. Indeed. In the midst. And I, I, I'm particularly drawn to the Isaiah passage because where Isaiah says, you're going to help each other. Yeah. You're going to say to each other, take courage. It's not just God saying, take courage to you. It's you all building one another up um and and then through our reading of scripture we we learn that that can be the holy spirit speaking through others to build us up and so um, i'm probably going to stick with the isaiah verse but i may go with a different uh second passage or i may just really dig deep in this isaiah verse um it's the assyrians that are the coastland people if i'm not mistaken and uh they're the ones who are suffering through this so i think what 
Well, this is where we need Dan Deffenbaugh in on the call, right? Indeed. Should so we I, call him up? <laughs> I think, I think so. So Isaiah, first Isaiah is uh, the exile is coming, right? And then the folks get taken into Babylonian exile, right? And then you get like second and third Isaiah, they start to see uh, hope for salvation coming. And the form of that is um, the Persians, right? So Cyrus yes that emerge as a larger military power from the east who has roused a victor from the east well god has they saw cyrus and the persians as uh, they were going to come through assyria and babylon and wipe out that kingdom and then let the exiles return home so i think that is the that is the hope that they start to see. And yes. in, in the midst of that, like while you're while you're waiting for that or while that is going on, then encourage one another, build one another, build one another up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Damon, you think it'll preach? Oh, I think it'll preach for sure. It's also a uh, communion Sunday and um I, I do love sacramental theology and, and liturgy and certainly can think about tying in the idea of the sacraments to this larger conversation about not being alone. And, uh, and so it, it might, it might all come together. Yeah. That's sort of, what are the, what are the assign, what are the signs of this assurance um, right. in our midst and communion certainly being one of those. Yeah. We commune, commune with God and one another. Indeed. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you think it'll you think it'll preach. Should we switch gears? Let's do that. Let's do that. So, uh, had a great uh, kickoff for Christian Ed on Sunday. Uh, parents showed up with their kiddos. We did some orientation and sign up for. Uh, our school age Christian ed program, as well as for our uh, orientation to our adult Christian ed. So that was great. This coming Sunday falls on Labor Day weekend. And so we've decided we're going to do just one combined worship service, which will be in Alexander Park at 1030. Uh, so either come join us in person in the park or uh, that service through the amazing work of a ton of volunteers and the magic of technology will also be broadcast on Facebook Live. Uh, we've got Roger Shukai who's willing to go over there, set up cameras and stuff and broadcast this thing. So that is, uh, that's this Sunday, uh, Labor Day, which uh, Labor Day weekend and Sunday, September 5th. So please join us uh, on Sunday. You'll get to hear a sermon on this song and, uh, and get to worship in the park with your church family. So these are all good things. What else we got going on? Well, then, uh, I mean, we kicked off Sunday school because it's about to start. And so our Wednesday night live activities, uh, which is for youth, uh, though there are some adult uh, choir and that sort of thing, but those are set to start on September 8th this year. So that is the Wednesday following Labor Day. And then our Sunday school hour is set to start on September 12th this year. So that's uh, Sunday school for kids and youth and also uh, some adult enrichment activities 
as well. Uh, and I'll say a little bit more about those in just a little bit. But then also on September 12th, following the 1030 service, we are inviting the congregation to join together in a picnic in Alexander Park. I'm pointing over there because that's where it is in relation to me right now. I don't know where it is in relation to whoever's listening or watching this, but just pretend it's over there someplace, right? Um, so that uh, will be a picnic following the 1030 service on September 12th in Alexander Park. Um, and we're kind of just, for now, just inviting folks to bring their own food. We don't really wanna do like a shared food thing right now with continued COVID precautions, um, but bring a picnic basket, a blanket or some chairs and just kind of sit in the park and have lunch and fellowship with folks and, and have a good old time, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and Damon, you got some really exciting adult education and fellowship opportunities coming up this fall. Can you tell us a little bit about the book club? Can and I will. Uh, so it's called, we call it Goodreads. Sometimes we call it Rebookulously Goodreads, uh, just depending on how much space I have in the, in the thing, right? And so folks may remember we did this in the summer of 2020. Uh, we invited the congregation to participate in a book club, and we read a book called Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. We're going to do something similar this fall. We're inviting folks to read a book called Home by Marilyn Robinson. There will be a limited number of copies of the book available in the church office if someone uh, really needs a copy of the book. And we're going to have... If, if not, you can order your own. And they also, uh, I did check, they got it at the Hastings Public Library as well. Okay, perfect. Um, so a few of our local literature experts, uh, Jenny Welsh, Ann Bulky, and Constance Malloy, are going to um, join in some recorded conversations about that book, just like we did last time. And we're going to also have some open sessions hosted via Zoom, where folks can join into an open conversation about about home. Um, and I have not yet read the book, but everything that I've read, it's set in the same universe as Gilead. So if you liked Gilead, it, it has a lot of the same characters from that book in this, but it kind of tells their story. And uh, it has to do with forgiveness and family and sort of how we learn to live with one another, I suppose. So Folks are curious about that. There's more information in the bulletin. They can contact the church office for more information as well. So, and that so that will be three live sessions on Zoom of that, and then there will, there will also be three pre-recorded conversations with these uh, literature professors. We have this embarrassing abundance of riches of literature professors in our congregation who are willing to help us out with things like this, which is just awesome. And speaking of embarrassing abundance of riches of resources in our congregation, we have a great forum series coming up from Dr. Dan Deffenbaugh, our scholar in residence. Tell us about that, Damon. Yeah, so Dan is going to do a four-part series. And with any of these four-part series, somebody can hop in and out at any time. Uh, you know, if they miss one, that's fine. You can hop in on the second one. They're also all going to be recorded and put onto YouTube. So if you want to go back and and rehear something, uh, did he say what I think that I heard him say, or uh, you wanna get caught up from past weeks, you can do that as well. But Dan's gonna do a series on wisdom literature in the Bible. So 
within the Bible, we have different sort of genres of literature. For example, Paul wrote letters and we call them epistles. And so uh, reading a letter is different than reading a narrative. Uh, is different than reading a gospel account, right? And different altogether is something called wisdom literature. So for example, Psalms, the book of Psalms, uh, we call that wisdom literature. The book of Proverbs is wisdom literature. Uh, and there's a few and, other books. Yeah, go ahead. Dude and I have a difference of opinion on this. I was taught at my seminary that Esther is part of the wisdom literature, even though it's in the narrative form. And Dan disagrees. He does not refer to Esther as wisdom literature. So I thought that was interesting that the Vanderbilt School of Thought versus the Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary School of Thought. What about at Union Seminary? Did you guys group Esther in with wisdom literature? Oh, boy, I don't remember if it was or not, or if it was other writings. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't remember exactly. They probably said some people think this, some people think that. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> and so Damon takes the totally neutral, wishy-washy position without going either to my side or Dan's side. Pay attention to that, folks. I mean, you know, there are some things that we can gain when we think of this as part of wisdom literature. There are other things we can gain when we think of it as part of something else, I suppose. Um, but Dan's going to do a four-part series on wisdom literature and that is going to tie in really nicely with the sermon series that is going on at that time as well which is going to uh, focus on on wisdom and what is it the good life i think right indeed yeah so uh so dan's little series is wisdom for the good life and that will start on september 12th during the sunday school hour that is going to be available both in person and via zoom which is why we're testing out this piece of technology to make that uh, much more feasible, hopefully. And um, so, yeah, and then also Heirs of Parent is gonna start up on September 12th as well. Uh, Heirs of Parent folks probably know is uh, an adult fellowship and conversation group led by Curtis Reimer. And uh, they will meet also during the Sunday school hour in person and via Zoom, so. And that sounds like quite a lineup for adult ed opportunities for this fall. Uh, so we hope you can join us. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting going again for sure. So should we uh, close this out with some prayer? Yeah. Is it time for prayer? I think so. All right. Loving and gracious God. Thank you for the myriad ways that you are with us the myriad ways that your presence is made known, whether it comes to us through your holy word, whether it comes to us through a worship service, a prayer that is offered, a sermon that is prepared, a hymn that was written decades ago, whether it comes to us through a conversation, whether it comes to us through baked goods shared with others, an invitation, to a meal, a note in the mail, quiet assurance that we are not alone. Thank you, O God, that we are your children. Thank you, O God, for blessing us with your presence. Help us to hear your call and to respond to your call. Help us to live lives that are loving, kind, and just. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. With all those things said and done, Ben, until next time.
Tudo bem?